Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of uh, Man of the Post, our World Cup Daily. Uh, I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me, I have got Jesse. Hi. I've got James. Hello. And I've got somebody I've picked up from uh, Grinder by the looks of it. I've got Dave. Hello. How are you? It's very hot. Well, how are you? It's very hot. It's very hot, yeah. It's boiling. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is... <laughs> I can't unsee this now. Uh, <laughs> oh, stop, 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 stop. I, I'm, I'm new to this format. Are we going live? You didn't tell me that. No, you're not going live. Your voice is live. This is just so I can see people okay. interrupting each other. <laughs> you know, because I'm sweating like a paedophile here, and I don't really want to. That's not a good look for a podcast. Fair enough. Right, guys, this is day two of our um, Daily World Cup podcast, so we've managed two days so far. Uh, today has seen matches uh, Uruguay versus... Um, Egypt, have seen Morocco versus Iran, and has seen uh, Iberian bragging rights between Portugal and Spain. So we'll start with the first game chronologically of the day, which was Uruguay 1, Egypt 0. Uh, if I explain, Jesse, because I'm sure you're chomping at the Uruguayan bit, uh, I was at work, unfortunately, so I only got to see the first half. So I asked the 10-year-old in my house to give me her uh, opinion of the game. She said she really, really liked it. She liked the Uruguay kit. Her favourite player was Luis Suarez, and the best part of the game was after Uruguay scored because everybody else tried scoring really quickly afterwards because they knew there wasn't much time left. Right, how accurate a description is that? She's probably my favourite kid. Okay. I mean, clearly you're doing a great job parenting. Let's just keep it up. Well, you might need a rethink on the Luis Suarez thing. No, no. Good job, Chris. Okay, so um, the first half I saw... It started off, Egypt were a little bit cagey, but then they sort of seemed to bring themselves into it. The TV commentators in the UK thought Suarez had scored when he hit the ball into his foot and it went into the side netting. They were not the only ones. Fox uh, (laughs) FS1 put 1-0 up on the scoreboard, Um, stayed up for a good couple seconds. Okay. And um, I thought he had scored as well. So you're known for your uh, sort of calmness that all Latins and South Americans are known for when it comes to watching Uruguay play. Yes. How, did, how, how were your emotions during the game and how did you think it went? I threatened to um, burn my shirt and never wear it again. I told my cousins that we were terrible at soccer and should not only be banned from this World Cup but from the sport for life. And that clearly... Um, any success we had had in the past had been um, in error. Uh, we played like shit. Egypt played. Obviously, they're not a one-man team. They could take a lot from this match. They defend so well. This, um, you know, they had taken a lot of slack 
for playing this untried keeper, but he made some really impressive saves. And where has this Mohamed El Nene been? <laughs> like, James, you're an Arsenal fan, yeah? That's correct, yes. Are you surprised? I was. I was pleasantly surprised. But the first thing that came to my mind when watching Egypt this afternoon was how easy their players went to ground. Minimal contact and on the floor. There was the penalty that wasn't... Well, he should have been booked for diving, wasn't he? Yeah. And I thought that was the first thing that that came to my mind. I thought Diego Godin was once again imperious. I thought he was our only... uh, Godin and I thought um, Guillermo Varela were the only players who played well for us. Um, Dave, you and I... Carlos Sanchez? Yeah. Well, hold on. I'm not there yet. (laughs) But I thought that, you know... uh, We... Suarez, for me, always plays better in the role that he has at Barcelona, where he could drift back in the midfield and not have all this pressure of being the only goal scorer. And Cavani, Chris, I'm going to say this, and you you be quiet, you. But Cavani only needs one chance. But to get that one chance, he's going to miss. Not, stop. Viewers, Chris is making faces that are making me very unhappy. I'm so, scratching my head. <laughs> Jake, um, but I think that what... Um, what has yet to happen is that Suarez has yet to find a, a replacement for Forlan and that attacking partner up front. Um, so when, like Dave said, when Sanchez came in, the entire, and and Cebollo Rodriguez, but the entire rhythm of the game changed. Um, I thought it was too little too late until Josema scored and my WhatsApp feed and myself started screaming in relief and just wait for my firstborn to be named Josema. I don't care if it's boy or girl. It's just what's going to happen. James, did Luis Suarez look fit to you? He didn't quite look at on the pace, did he? No, I didn't think he looked on the pace, but maybe it's, you know, it's the end of a long season and, uh, you know, starting a long tournament where they hope to be away for a long time. But uh, I was once again impressed by Jodin. I thought that um, I thought the, the delivery from Sanchez for the, for the, uh, for the winning goal was a tremendous delivery. And, um, I thought they just about shaded it, to be honest. I think if, if, if there was going to be a winner, you know, it deserved to be Uruguay in this instance. I wanted to see more of Betancourt, which we didn't really get, did we? No, I think um, the Arrascaeta played really well. Um, you know, Dave, you see him in, in Brazil, but I was pleased with the way he played. I want to see a little bit more from Nandes. Um, Toreira got a little bit of play. I like that they're getting play, but now I want to see them step up a little bit. Dave, there was Scouse interest in this game, wasn't there? Uh, but he didn't quite get on the pitch. So I think, was it a wise decision maybe <laughs> to wait for the next two games with uh, Mo Salah? It was his birthday today. I know it was. It, it, look, we both support Liverpool, Chris. Um, my opinion on this one would be, I'm very happy he didn't go on. Um, and the fact that... You, you know, even at the end when they, when they lost the goal, albeit it was only minutes to go, they, they, they didn't go for him, which suggests to me that, you know, this this whole talk about the recovery and so on, it has been, you know, a little fanciful maybe, um, maybe some wishful thinking. But from, you know, from the club perspective, I'm very glad he's not there. There's no doubt. I, I believe that, that Egypt thought they were getting a nil-nil and that was job done for them because you would fancy them based off the game yesterday. You know, Russia bang five in, but I don't think they're any great shake for this tournament. Uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, it's, it's a question of how many. Um, if he can get Salah back on the pitch and get him firing the way he's been firing all season, you would still fancy them to go through, but I would say they're gutted at losing the goal. 
Um, they were so well organized. I was, I was actually quite. It wasn't the best game. I was shocked at Uruguay. Now I, I watched two friendlies. I forget what Jesse will be, be able to remind me a, a little bit better on who was the last one. But they were sensational, and Suarez was sensational. Then I took to Twitter, and you know I, I follow a lot of Barcelona people, Gav and those guys, and and they're all you know this is what this is what Suarez has been doing all season. Now he scored thirty odd goals. And still, these guys, Barca fans, are, are berating them, and you know he should be away and whatnot. Um, there, there certainly seems to be a an opinion out there that maybe Suarez's best days are beyond them. He's uh, missing some points, isn't he? <laughs> oh, well, negative points for that. Three World Cups. Well, you're welcome. And that actually has another point, Chris. That I began to see that frustration developing Suarez. You know, he's a pure winner. Um, the last time I saw him live was down here in the qualifiers against Brazil. It was a 2-2 draw. Um, they went in 2-0 down that night. And Suarez came out and he marshaled that team. He was the man in control of the whole thing. He doesn't have a ball out of the minute. Now, I haven't watched much of Barca um, this season, especially, certainly not from, from January. But the consensus of opinion amongst the legal watchers seems to be that this is sort of, this is, this is Suarez now. I mean, like we saw with players like Gerard, he just went off the edge of a cliff. It can happen, um, but uh, they need to get him firing because without them, like Cavani was pretty good today. But as, as Jesse said, he needs his chances to, to, to peg a goal. But I was I was very disappointed in Uruguay. I thought that I have a, that have a lot more in the locker than what they showed tonight. Okay. Uh, right, the game afterwards was Morocco nil, Iran won. Uh, Iran are top of their group at the moment. That's the group that includes Spain and Portugal, which we'll get on to in a minute. Um, Az- uh, Aziz Bouhadouz, is it, with an own goal? Rather unfortunate yep. own goal, wasn't oh, it? Yes. He Just... was in tears at the end. Oh, was he? Oh. He was in, he yeah. was in, he was in tears at the end. It's a, it's a real opportunity missed for Morocco. It's a real opportunity missed. I didn't think they'd lose. I thought they would win. You said on the WhatsApp group you thought they were quite good, didn't you? Yeah, and there's definitely something about them. I don't know if it was a bit of stage fright or, or you know, their first World Cup in 20 years. But um, I thought that, especially towards the end of the game, you had lots of players going down with minimal contact. And there was, the, I think it was the Iranian right back. I think I probably pronounced it completely wrong, but Elisayan. Uh, um, he was doing the roly-polies towards the end. He went down and rolled down four times. And if, that, if an opponent does that to me, I'd I, I definitely say something. But it's a real, um, it's a real opportunity missed for him. I thought Ziyech had a, had a good game in general. Uh, he's the best player here in the Netherlands. And Hakimi, the right back as well, although he did show a bit of um, inexperience towards the end. But I just think to sum it up for Morocco this afternoon, it's, it's a real opportunity missed. And... Uh, Especially with the own goal, Iran have a have, have a victory now where um, that will give them confidence. But I don't think it's a I don't think it's it's a fair victory for Iran. I think it's uh, I just got lucky where he was just in two minds and he wanted to get rid of it and ended up heading it into his own net. Jesse and Dave, can you imagine James getting upset at an opponent? <laughs> no, that's why I'm making that face. Um, I don't know. I, James, I agree with you that Morocco definitely had their chances and they played pretty well, but. Iran also, Iran sat back when they needed to. They defended when they needed to. They, you know, they pressed. I thought um, both teams were lucky not to get a red card when the two players did that weird aggressive thing that I never understand when players, like, put their foreheads together. Like, they're going to be like, yeah, it's like a very giraffey thing to do. (laughs) 
which I don't understand it, but don't do that. Um, so they had that moment of, of Can we have a definition of that word, please, Jesse, because I'm lost. Giraffe-y? I don't know. It's like you see when, like, giraffes get aggressive in the – like, on National Geographic, and giraffes just, like, smush their foreheads together. Like, they're trying to, like, like out – like, push the other giraffe away. I don't know. That's what it – I feel – I don't ready, know why. I'm ready asking. <laughs> what do you ask? I define. I don't know why men seem to go with the forehead. Like, why? It feels like it would hurt if somebody pressed your forehead. Right? I've never you... anybody. Has any of you guys – no. Plus, it gets in your oh, personal space. Like, why do you want to be next to somebody's eyeballs that way? I just don't understand. Because you're a full I don't know. You maybe got, you know, you were carrying something. You hit somebody. You hit in your head. But he wasn't. <laughs> His hands were right there, both of but, them. Like, but honestly, do do these two sides have history? Because they there appear to be absolutely no love lost at that certain stages of the game. Um, they appeared like two teams who didn't have much time for each other at all. I, I think both teams just had a lot riding on this. Like, you know, Morocco just lost the, lost the World Cup bid. Um, and both teams, I think, really wanted this win. You know, they're playing in, in a group that includes Portugal and Spain, so they basically had to win um, to have any chance, at, they felt. And they're not teams that necessarily are going to get another are guaranteed another shot like this. You know, they're not Germany. They're, you know, they're not even in Italy that, like, losing out was a, was, a, was a huge shock to the world. So I think they were, they were playing very serious football. Well, Portugal got uh, Morocco next, and Morocco kind of got out of jail free a little bit because that was a 1-1 draw, which we'll come on to in a second between Spain and Portugal. So that losing that game, they would have been absolutely gutted because they thought this is our chance to have got points. But they're only a point behind the other teams, aren't they? And if they can scrape a draw against a sort of very aged Portuguese defence, then they're still in this, aren't they? I think so. I think they'll know themselves that they have to give it all they've got against Portugal. They only didn't concede a single goal in the uh, qualifying um, group that included Ivory Coast. And, uh, you know, we're really well organised. And I, 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 they will be really disappointed in the manner upon which it happened. To concede an own goal in the 95th minute, having had chances, but they, there wasn't really clear cut. And maybe the... I thought the substitutions of the Moroccan manager, I, was, I, think, I thought they were far too late. But you'd hope that he'd, um, he'd learn from that. And um, they'll give it a good go against Portugal. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I showed a lady at work a picture of her, Bernard, and she, she said that he's just too perfect to be handsome. It, no, that's Carius. I think Harvey Renard looks like. I think I wrote to somebody that he looks like a like an old Calvin Klein model just got lost somewhere, and he's waiting <laughs> on the sidelines. Like, what am I doing here? When is my next photo shoot? How did I get here? You think he's actually Nick Cayman? No, because I don't know who that is. Oh God, Dave, Nick Cayman, remember him? I do. I remember him as a tense <laughs> singing <laughs> as well. <laughs> Quite scary. That's okay. I'm not scary memory. <laughs> Uh, right, guys, we've had the window dressing. Let's come to the main event, shall we? Um, uh, ah. Offended. <laughs> um, Portugal 3, Spain 3. Okay, so Spain. Uh, Portugal took the lead first through Cristiano Ronaldo penalty. Yes or no, guys? Was it a penalty? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I saw a bit of consternation on our WhatsApp chat, wasn't there? There was a few people saying it wasn't, but I missed it because I was walking the dog, but I came back and... He gave the ref a decision. Uh, yeah, it definitely was a penalty, I feel. 
like Ronaldo made the most of it. I don't have a problem with that. You know, like the contact was there. Uh, Nancho was like the leg was right across him. It was begging for for Ronaldo to fall over. Um, you know, Spain didn't have an opportunity to settle. Um, I expected them to actually lose this game. To be honest, we had them to lose it. I, I, I expect them to, to go far in the tournament, but I expect them to lose this just on the back of the chaos that they've had this week. But they look very good with the ball, but I'm not so sure about them without it. <laughs> well, who saw the look between Nacho and Ronaldo after the penalty? Yeah, at least, I... at least he didn't win, Chris. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, I, I quite like that. That was quite a look. The last time I saw something like that, uh, Ronaldo was looking at Salah just before the Champions League final, giving him a, Ooh. I know what you're going to get look. Um, also, sort of kudos to Ronaldo as well, because this is, you know, the Spanish Ministry of Justice tried their little bit of trolling earlier on in the day by uh, giving him his, um, his sentence, didn't they, for his tax evasion just two hours before the game was it's due to kick off. It's only 21 million you guys Chicken no it's like exactly. yeah exactly uh, the Spain hit back through um, I put down here I put uh, David Silva wasteful which he appeared to be didn't he there was a few times he sort of got through on goal and or had a few shots and there was the pass from Iniesta that sort of went shooting over the bar and then there was the uh, the goal from Diego Costa where he wins the ball off of Pepe was it a foul on Pepe yes I thought so as well maybe Diego Costa's first goal, absolutely. He sort of elbows Pepe in the throat. The problem is that Pepe goes down holding his face, though. So yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's I think problem. it's what Dave said about about the penalty. Like it was a penalty, but Ronaldo made a meal of it. Like everybody needs better acting lessons. But at the same time, it, did Pepe make an idiot of, idiot of himself? Yes, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a foul. Yeah. But the referee didn't call a foul, and Costa's got a heck of a lot of work to do still, hasn't he, with the uh, with the ball? But boy, he did it well, didn't he, James? He did it exceptionally well, especially finding that space to put it right in the bottom corner. I thought it was very impressive. I thought Isco had a great game for Spain. I yeah, they he... talked. They, they liked him a lot in the commentary here as well. I thought it was a constant threat. Um, I, but I think Portugal have very good players as, as well. Of course, their main man is their talisman. Is their Man, it gives him so much hope. But I also rate um, João Moutinho and uh, Suarez at right back. He's, he's also a very useful player. So they've they've got something about them. But uh, obviously, with Ronaldo, when that uh, when that foul came in for the free kick, you just knew you just knew then that he was going to take that and probably score. And what a tremendous hit that was! Well, just for the first goal, for the first uh, just for Diego Costa's first goal, Dave, Portugal were uh, through in a break, weren't they? And Ronaldo laid it off to oh the young lad, Guerrero. Yes, oh, yeah. uh, Guedes. Yes, um, uh, I thought Ronaldo was going to shoot first stage time. Stage break. Yeah, yeah. I think he was trying to play the young lad in because like he had loads of speed and he dallied on the ball. Ball arrived with him perfectly. He dallied on the ball. And I did that down maybe stage fright. Yeah, you know what I mean. And at that stage, you know, it was all, it was all Portugal, um, Spain trying to regroup. They they did a really good job. But as I keep saying, they're excellent with the ball. They're not so good without it. And, and I think that could be the undoing of Spain eventually in this tournament when they come up against a team. You know, look, Ronaldo. For me, he doesn't cover it like he used to. But when you've got a player like that, he's a game changer. You know what I mean? Like that third goal, there's not a keeper in the world getting near. Not a keeper in the world. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm not a fan of the guy at all, but you cannot doubt his quality. Well, um, he, 
I was just going to say, going back to his second goal, um, just before half time, did David De Gea have concussion? I don't know, but put it like this, Lars, Lars Karras has breathed the biggest sigh of relief of the summer <laughs> so far, I would say. <laughs> Get the monkey off his back. <laughs> what David De Gea does have is that stupid, stupid man bun, and somebody needs to just, while he's sleeping, go in there and chop it off. It's nah, terrible. Getting all goth it's the worst. On his- it's so bad. Could it be that Jose um, Mourinho has ruined another player? Oh, <laughs> Yet yeah. another player. I wonder, um, I think what Spain also have to contend with is the fact that like some of their best players just don't have the legs anymore. And I think Andres Iniesta is phenomenal. But he has been playing for 105 years. And they're going to have to fly a lot of miles. And I don't know if he's up for 90 plus minutes every single match and I think the same goes for David Silva so I know they're going to want him I don't think that would have been in their game in a way Jesse I think you know they would have managed you know you look at Iniesta magnificent player but you know through a tournament with the games coming so quick and fast I guarantee you you it's impossible to keep him going but now they have Hierro and now Hierro has to come up with a plan (laughs) so I mean, this, uh, what do we have after that? We had the second. Was it, that came from an Iniesta floated free kick, didn't it? The second Spanish goal. Was it Ramos that headed it back across for Costa to sort of fire in at the, at the um, on the goal line? Nacho, yeah, Nacho to oh, Costa. Was Nacho, it was it, yeah. Yeah, um, and it was perfect positioning from him too to get himself out there and find that space. Yeah, and then from there we had Nacho with his. Oh, that was a pretty gorgeous goal, wasn't that it? That was stunning. Lucky. What is agricultural <laughs> swing? <laughs> no, he knew what he was doing. That was some, some strike. I tell Beautiful you, what, you say that, Dave. That I would. I, I think I've said this on the pod before. I read a book about cricket, and there was um, this guy basically plays village green cricket, and he says he gets more enjoyment from playing cricket than a professional cricketer would because if Sachin Tendulkar hits the ball for four, he expects it. If this guy hits the ball for four, it's the last thing he expects. If me and you hit that ball like that, going the way it did would be the last thing we'd expect. It would probably land in Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) So if me and you hit the ball like that or we scored, then, you know, I'd still be running around the pitch. Absolutely. That's his first goal for his country as well. Like He's not like... It was a bit like both posts before it went in as well. Absolutely. Like, and after giving up that penalty, I mean, you can't make that up any better than that. But you sort of felt, certainly through the social media and whatnot, you sort of just felt that was the moment, you know, this World Cup's actually going. You know, it started. Um, on my own perspective, it doesn't really start to Sunday. And I've been sort of, you know, I'm excited about it. Until Sunday, I'm not really excited. Um, you're lucky, Jesse. You got your first step over. You got a win. It's, all, it's just about getting that win. And until you get the first win, you're always nervous. Uh, but I would say that was a hell of a strike. But I can see, as I say, I can see both of those teams, both Spain and Portugal, doing well going forward. But really, I think of the World Cup overall, that the defences, there's so few good defenders left in world football. It'll be another goal fest, I think. I think, I mean, if you add the age up of the three Portugal defenders, so you have got uh, Bruno Alves, Jose Font, and Pepe. I would think that it, combined, they're going to get a telegram from the Queen, aren't they? Probably two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, James, Jesse, Dave, we're going to come to the free kick at the end. Right, my theory on free kicks, first of all, before we sort of, this is a sort of caveat, is they're easier to score than other shots because they're a dead ball. The opposition aren't allowed within 10 yards uh, and you've got a free hit 
pretty much. That is all correct. That is all correct. But... Those are the rules. <laughs> Free kicks. But, but that was a kick, wasn't it, James? It was tremendous. No, as as Dave said, no keeper in the world is saving that. And uh, with the type of player Ronaldo is, you can imagine him being on the uh, training pitch, practicing and practicing and practicing, and and the timing of that as well to have the. Uh, to have the leadership and the, and the courage to step up and, and put it straight in to put your team back in the contention to get something out of the game. It's uh, very impressive indeed. Is that his 50th career hat-trick? 51st career hat-trick? Uh, 51st, I believe. That's not bad, is it? No, it's not bad at all. Right? Average, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> when, when you think about what, what he's won as well, you know, and and he's played in, in three different leagues and it's made a, a mark in all three of them and some some players don't leave one country and to make a mark in, in his own country and then in England and then in Spain and to break record after record after record it's just uh, absolutely phenomenal and the Euro win on top of that as well James yeah. you know, a country like Portugal he, he basically was, was the man that led them to it you know what I mean um, he, he, not even just a club level and that's you know I know Matthew and our group was going on about you know the Messi uh, Ronaldo thing uh, and, and that's the difference, I think, at the moment. You know, Ronaldo managed to drag his country to, to a success, and, and Messi's still trying to do that. And, you know, forever in that shadow of Maradona in his own country. And you feel sorry for him. I, I still think he's a better player of the two, personally. I really like the pair that there is something about Ronaldo's personality that I do prefer over Messi. You like a prick, then? <laughs> I, I don't think he is. I don't think it, there's a cheekiness oh, to him. You know, yeah. he comes off like it, but then you see those little videos of him getting yeah. off the bus to hug that little boy. Yeah. And... No, there's a, there is a nice side to him, Jesse. There's no two. There's a humane side, a human side to him. Yeah, and that's uh, almost but, annoying. Cause, cause and, and I know it's, it's on the pitch like, song, it right. just winds me up no end. I just, it just agitates me. There's no doubt in his quality, no doubt in his class, but he just winds me up. But that little smile he did to Nacho after the penalty, little things like that, he's got a little cheeky streak here. It just, it just really brings it like. the, the wink back to Wayne Rooney that time in the England game uh, when he had Rooney sent off. And I always, I always enjoyed that, but uh, it was that was really the start of that type of persona with Ronaldo, I think. Definitely. Right, tomorrow, guys, we've got four games. Four games tomorrow? Um, I'm trying to sort of test the waters with the lucky Mrs Chris to see how many of those I'm going to end up watching but uh, first up is France versus Australia 11am UK time so is this going to be a cakewalk for France can we see yes. Australia in anything no, no. I think, I I'm think sorry did you see France against the United States who didn't qualify they were not good, you guys. That's the answer, is they were not good. Actually, I really like Aust- I really like A-League football, and I'm really trying to find a way of Australia doing something. They've got a shot. Well, you're, you're, you're a Tim Cahill fan, then, is what, is, is what you're saying, no? He just really likes <laughs> uh, Vegemite and kangaroos. <laughs> also, Chris... Hey, mate. <laughs> also, Chris, Van Marvek uh, gave an interview to Dutch media not a couple of days ago before the World Cup started, and he likened his team to a uh, championship side in England in terms of quality, oh. which I didn't really understand, but that's exactly what he, that's exactly a what he said. A specific one or just anyone? <laughs> just in terms of, just in terms of uh, effort and, and potential skill uh, levels. And he's talking about the, uh, them having to show guts and togetherness in order to get something out of games. But as I mentioned on our, on, on our group uh, pods in the run-up to the World Cup, I think Australia are going to completely bomb at this World Cup. I think France will absolutely batter them tomorrow. 
I think the best players in the A-League are the foreign ones. If you look at Ninkovic, Fornaroli even. Uh, how, how good do you guys feel that the French are going into this? Um, I, I I don't know. I, well, they'll have unity, I think, is the question I, I really want to ask. You know, they always have a disaster in the in-flight and whatnot. And it always spoils their tournaments. A bit like the Dutch have a habit of doing that as well. Um, you know, they play brilliantly, get into a World Cup, and then they, get, they, they, they have these fights, arguments. Um, they, on paper, they look a magnificent squad, but how, how good do you think they are? I was trying to, I, you know the, the, um, the phrase that they're better than the sum of their parts? But I need a phrase for the opposite. Like, France is the opposite of that, that the, the sum of their parts don't add up. You know, their individual players are so good, and somehow it doesn't add up to a team that's as quality as it should be. So somebody make that into a phrase. I think you just did. Okay, great. Good job, <laughs> me. But, you know, like, like they're so good on paper, but just it doesn't translate onto the pitch. The question is, is Didier Deschamps putting out a documentary tonight um, about the decision of who he's going to select? <laughs> Um, what, what did you make of that with Greece when I thought that was oh it's an affront football <laughs> the documentary he did about his movie but it's just an affront I just I just love Greece <laughs> Greece ball he's like an honorary <laughs> Uruguayan so I have to love him uh, Peru Denmark tomorrow this is a clash of two decent kits oh I got a Peru the best kit. kit in the world Peru kit yeah I got a Peru kit I I, I, fan- I don't know why I fancy them but I fancy them to, to at least sort of make them out of the group I don't know why. Um, you know, Denmark have come on well the last lot of years. I've got Christian Eriksen, a player I love watching. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's just the euphoria um, in Peru whenever they qualify. And if that is carried through to this campaign in that crazy South American style, I can see them being my dark horses very, very easy. They've got Guerrero back from Norton Coke and whatnot. What, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Denmark, James going. I think it's going to be a draw tomorrow. I think it's going to be one-one between Portugal, between Peru and Denmark. And although um, lots lots are made of the Peru, Peru players, I'm very interested to see how their how their manager gets on, because I think their manager Galeso he's got he's got something about him. And I think uh, I think Dave's got a point. They could very well get out of the group. Be interesting to see how far they go. But I I personally can't pick a winner tomorrow, so that's why I'm going for going for a one-one draw. James, would you feel as well there with with Peru the fact that they're not really well known players? They have a they all have a surprise on their side as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I would say that Farfan as well. You know, he seems to age like like a wine. You know, he's, he's still useful even at the age he is now. Okay, Jesse, Chris, Argentina, Iceland. Give me your pearls of wisdom on that. I'm so freaking excited for this one. I also think so much hinges on this for Argentina, regardless of what happens, you could see this not going well and Argentina and the rest of the squad deciding to retire from international football again. Um, well, I predict they wouldn't get you. out of the group. So, yeah, I'm with you. So I don't think that's going to happen just the same reason that I couldn't see them not qualifying. Like in my DNA is embedded this, this notion <clears throat> that... Brazil and Argentina just always play, and they always get out of the group. Like, it's just a thing. So I can't see them not out of the group. So they're going to 
win 4-0 with a hat trick from Messi and one from Aguero, and it'll be like the resurgence of... I'm not saying I want this to happen, but it'll be like the resurgence of Argentina, like the Pope will bless them, and Maradona will come out and say that it's all, like because of him and you know the witch doctor went and blah, 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 and Argentina will be insufferable. Or they'll lose and Argentina will go into like an economic decline. Yes, you're, you're missing the common denominator here. The, the, the thing that makes you say they could it's lose. Could, it's the, it's the hor- No, it's San Pauli. You know, this is the, you know, models himself on Bielsa. The man's a lunatic. God knows He's what we're doing. He's a lunatic, but also this has been messy for such a long time, feeling like the weight of the nation that doesn't love him because they love Maradona more, because they feel like that he, you know, was a traitor because they went to Barcelona. It's going to be even more immense going into this right. tournament because potentially it's his last. And right. for that reason, I, I'm, I just are a unit. That, you know, they're, they're blessed with the most richest of talent going forward, and they can't fit, seem to find a system or a blend to make them all work together. Messi is not Messi for Barcelona, for Argentina. Right. He's, he's, he's still a great player, but you lose that... That's that special edge that he has, or for Barcelona. It doesn't exist for Argentina. Because they don't know how to play as a team. And who do they have in goal? Their third yeah, or Caballero's down. Choice. Uh, yeah. No, Caballero's uh, injured. Oh, is he gone too? I don't yes. know. So they've oh. got their third choice in goal. They have a, somehow their defense is made up of Otamendi and and like. Floppy-haired Biglia, who I just cannot stand to see again. Do you, do you guys remember the last time Argentina went into the World Cup with uh, a goalkeeper crisis? Didn't end very well for them. Who was it? Who was it? Beat them one 0 in the opening game. They were Cameroon. Defending champions. Argentina. Cameroon. Uh, Cameroon. That's, That's when they had they, they um, pumped Gorgon, in yeah. and then Goicochea came in. He did very yeah. very well. Yeah, um, he was. He was very. Yeah, sorry, James. He was really good. Yeah. Um, sorry, just the last game. <laughs> Uh, I'm under strict orders to keep these pods down to a minimum. So, uh, Croatia versus Nigeria is eight o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, go on, James. What do you reckon to this one? Uh, I fancy Croatia. Okay, I, I, I fancy Croatia. I just think James, they Man- think you're special too. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> I think with Mandzukic and um, and Modelik, I just think they're going to be too strong for Nigeria. And um, I, I just I don't think it'll be a comprehensive win. I think it'll be maybe a one 0 or a two one. But I, I can just see Croatia picking up three points against Nigeria. Hell of a midfield to have, Jim. Uh, Croatia. Yeah, yeah, but they got Dejan Lovren in defence though. <laughs> well, for every. <laughs> <laughs> have you not been watching him this season? Oh, sadly, I have. Sadly, I, have. I feel oh, really bad. He seems, one of the nice, he, seems one of the, he seems one of the nicest people in the world, Dejan Lovren does, but I, I, he's just he's a shocking Take player. Take Spurs game out of it. He wasn't that horrific this season no. compared to, to previous, you know, but I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't put too much trust in the guy. Okay, right, brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. So we've reviewed today's games and previewed tomorrow. Uh, there will be more Man in the Post, ga- um, uh, another Man in the Post podcast tomorrow with another round of guests. Is anybody on tomorrow? Okay. So, guys, if they want to find you on Twitter and ask you some questions, how do they do that, Jesse? Um, they go to at Jesse Loach and they ask whatever they want to ask, and maybe I have answers. Okay. James, do you want to see answers from you? Uh, at James Rowe NL, and they're welcome to answer, ask any questions they wish. Okay. Uh, Dave, looking at you on the video, if any men want to contact other men, how do they do that? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, nine, eight. <laughs> God, do you remember those? Yeah, no. Long time. No, you can find... <laughs> you're a good, clean living man. Uh, you can find me at DaveRM66 on Twitter if you're foolish enough and want to know anything about what's going on. Uh, I'll be covering all the chaos uh, from the bars and whatnot during the tournament here. Can't wait for it. <laughs> Excellent. Right, I'm going to the Twitter account and the Instagram account. We're hopefully doing some more uh, Instagram posts and we'll be um, feeding a lot more on Twitter. Uh, uh, got... If they want to ask you about Quaresma, how do they find you? Oh, uh, at Etchingham 77 uh, And our Facebook group, get like it on Facebook group because hopefully we'll be doing some more posts on there as well. Uh, you can download us on iTunes, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and you can uh, follow us on the Eggcast as well. Uh, and all these daily Man of the Post uh, podcasts will be automatically dropping into your generic smartphone inbox. So thank you ever so much, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. Don't worry. And always remember to keep your Man on the Post. Oh, 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 o